to the True Blue LA podcast. I'm Jacob Birch. You're Eric. Uh, it's it's uh, debate time. Score. How do you say a score in a baseball game? How do you say it? You got really mad at me over the weekend. I thought you were going to introduce me as Stephen Eric to, to use the <laughs> oh. same way that you, you say a score. So, so do you always do the team? Leading, r- leading, leading team, team. Uh, trailing team. That's it. No, it's so... I, I, no, so I I agree with that. If you say and the Dodgers won, but in this case, I literally had to tell you the score in which I borrow, borrowed a a soccer usage in that the home team is on the right or on the bottom, which is what they do in broadcasts, Eric. And I sent you the clip. I literally was just reading the score from the MLB app, which was well, okay. two to so nine in this case. On, from a from that perspective on the MLB TV app. Yeah. It, from a visual standpoint, very informative, especially when they do the the boxes where it's like that game, and then it's team team on one side, team on the other. So it's like literally connecting the score to that team. It also tells you who's at home. That's it's fine. very informative way to do it. But what, from a from a like practical perspective, I was so startled when you said, "I believe," <laughs> and I believe it was two, two to, to nine, as you called it, or whatever yeah. it was. I like stared at my phone and I was like, do I, do, do I throw my phone away? Like, do like, I, I wanted to like chuck it at a wall and uh, I was like, wait, what? Like, and then, uh, yeah. So, but I, was this, was this Wednesday or no Thursday night? I mean, oh, I'm going to make fun of you for this. Don't worry. No, I mean, I'm just trying to remember the time. It, it was what, the Mookie Betts game. Okay. So there, I it was, I was the game I, that went to two to nine. <laughs> I, I was in a bad, yeah, <laughs> it finished two to 11. Uh, I was in a bad mood that night because my cable and internet uh, went out during the uh, top of the third. So it was still like a reasonable game at that point. And then I just, they just kept, mostly Mookie Betts, they just kept hitting home runs. I miss Austin Barnes' home run, for God's sake. And uh, like, so I was listening only and uh, following using data on my phone. and, and like so, I was in that. That was my headspace when I saw your your bastardization of the score, and uh, and then that's that, that that informed my decision. I think. Well, whether two the nine, nine to two, the Dodgers broke out of their slump in a big way, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, who might still be struggling but turning things around. Uh, we got a Dodgers rewind. Got questions for Craig. All of that after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I wanted to lead the podcast with asking you what you... Th- what you thought about seeing the epic Mookie Betts three home run game? I saw the one I, the, the, the home a, run I saw was amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the home run I saw. Woo! All right, yay! I know it was it was fun. Like, uh, yeah, like like we we've talked about it. like he's even if he's not like hitting home runs all the time, like he's been like a joy to watch. Like you know the occasional home run, great, but then like does just about everything else well. Um, but he hit the three home runs. I, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize this cause it became a thing that night. He has six, three homer games. Like what the hell? Like that's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, so Johnny Mai, Sammy Sosa, both, um, uh, also have six. That's the MLB record. It's three or more. Uh, Betts doesn't have a four home run game, but like, that's, that's amazing. And so like, you know, you can't, this is, I don't know if it's something you project, like, cause Betts is only 27. Like when Mize hit his sixth three home run game, he was 37. Sosa was 33. So it's not like you go, well, Betts is going to have like 15 three home run games. It's going to be amazing. But like, I don't know if you could do that. But like, still, it's pretty like, um, it's pretty amazing. Um, so, but speaking about like the other stuff, like uh, that, so that was uh, Thursday, the Dodgers' second straight win. Then they won again Friday, and then Saturday uh, he had uh, a two-run single early. Again, other stuff, but then he also homered, hit the tying home run uh, in the seventh, and that was the first time uh, he and Mike Trout homered in the same game. Uh, speaking of three home run games, one of Mookie Betts' three home run games was in Anaheim a few years ago. Uh, he had Betts has now eleven home runs in against the angels in games that trout played and then trout has 10 home runs in games against bets but that last night was the first time they ever homered in the same game so i thought that was kind of fun um but also uh mookie bets off the field uh today we're recording on sunday uh he partnered with a nonprofit uh, organization called pull up neighbor uh so they went to compton they're basically providing like all sorts of stuff, food, face mask, hand sanitizer, uh, a voter registration program and health screenings for like people who uh, might not be able to afford such things. Uh, Betts' quote the other day, uh, people who are more fortunate have access to those things. I want to go to areas that are less fortunate and need it. Um, and then he talked about he did a lot of did a charity in his in was like hometown of Na- uh, Nashville or not. I don't know if it's exactly Nashville, but he, in that area. But he said the other day, like, as part of the interview, he's like, L.A. is my home now. And then, like, when he said it, 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 like, resonated. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. He signed a 12-year contract that hasn't (laughs) even started yet. And it's like, man, so, like, that was pretty cool. But it was, like, just sort of part of the theme for this week. Um, So we have the newest Dodger kicking butt. We have the, I don't want to say oldest, most tenured Dodger uh, also kicking butt. Yeah, uh, so Clayton Kershaw, we talked about last week, is like the tale of two Kershaws was his first two starts. He was back to like uh, I, close enough to vintage. Like he, he looked really awesome against the Angels. Um, he only gave up one hit in seven innings. Uh, he uh, It was an Anthony Rendon homer, and Rendon also walked twice. The rest of the Angels were 0 for 20 against him. So um, like that was, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, but then also uh, Saturday, he and his wife uh, they did like a back to the uh, Kershaw's Challenge. That's his charity. Uh, they did a back to school event where people drove through at Dodger Stadium and got a bunch of like backpacks, school supplies, f- uh, food, face masks, sunscreen, uh, physical education kits for home. Uh, again, just like helping out. But also, I, th- I saw this was pretty cool. Um, let's see, Kershaw and his wife were on Zoom um, and. As people were driving in, like the Dodgers had like a big monitor set up, and like they would talk to the people like as they drove in. So I, you can't really meet in person uh, doing things like that now, but that, I thought that was a, kind of a cool thing. Um, so yeah, it's it's like on and off the field, pretty cool. From like you know probably the two most statured Dodgers at this point. Not 
too far behind, although a lot, lot, lot more uh, time in the bigs left to go. But an, another MVP after the two uh, previous MVPs that we brought up already, Cody Bellinger, looking a bit more like himself. Yeah, so you know he he's been. We've talked about this. He was slumping a lot uh, early on. Um, they gave him an off day, like when they were in Arizona, uh, like the it was August first, and then he homered in his next two games back. But then he was six for thirty five in his next nine games, so no extra base hits. And then uh, you know it's weird because like I we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, but like there were you know. A lot of people are slumping, like just generally on the team, but the team's also like doing well at the same time. So, but it's so it's weird that a lot of the questions are like, "Hey, what what's wrong with Cody Bellinger?" You know, but then in a normal year, you could just be like, "Oh, it's you know they're twenty games into a season, like that's unfortunately related. here yeah. we're a third of the way right now. It's like, oh, the season's a third over. Like it's <laughs> you know, like the the trade like the trade deadline's in two weeks. That's crazy, and, then, like, um, and it's later than usual, um, date wise, but um. So Friday in Anaheim, uh, Cody Bellinger hit two home runs. He had uh, two singles uh, and uh, stole base and scored twice on Saturday. So looking better. Uh, the funny part was um, Oral Hershiser on Friday during the Sportsnet LA broadcast, he was talking and uh, while Bellinger was batting and he was just talking about how he's been like looking better recently. And his, I just sort of excerpt part of the quote. He said, some of the foul balls and the hard hit balls, it's starting to change. And like literally within two seconds, he crushed a home run. And it was like, it was one of those perfect like uh, analyst moments uh, on a broadcast where they just set something up perfectly and it happens. Like you kind of love to see that. Um, uh, in a weird way, like I still, I, I I don't remember Dave Roberts addressing this, but like um, Bellinger played he's in the last five games he's only played center field once he's actually starting again today so two out of six but like he played first base three times and dh once oral hershiser mentioned it on a broadcast like his sort of theory was he didn't like it it, when bellinger was slumping it allowed him to like if he's not just sitting there in the outfield like like he's bored or something like he's thinking too much about his at bats i guess that makes some sort of sense i don't know but like, it, but I haven't really heard an explanation why that happened. But also, part of it was like AJ Pollock's actually looked good defensively, so like they don't mind putting him out in center field, which they've done. Um, so I think that's probably part of it. But yeah, it's just weird. But like, yeah, this whole like season has been sort of weird. Um, so we talked about like the Bellinger slump. Max Muncie was also slumping. So this week, uh, the Dodgers had a four-game series with the Padres. They lost the first two. And at this point, right, they lost the first two, and they they slumped to eleven and seven, right? Um, he that's a ninety nine win pace over a full season, and a lot of the like questions over the previous two days, like what's wrong with the offense, man? And I think at this point too, the Dodgers were like fifth in runs per game, even after the two games they lost. It was interesting, like yeah. at the end of the slump. One record wise, they were to- they were you know you would like the Dodgers to have a gazillion game lead in the NL West uh, given the competition, uh, even with the Padres and Rockies performing really well. They didn't, so that felt a little crummy. But record wise, they were looking good. The bullpen looked great, and it just the offense just was so timely lackluster, right? Just a bunch of slumps from a bunch of key guys, and then also not driving runners in in scoring position. Just this kind of icky feeling slump. Yeah. Well, like it was weird too because like they've general like this they were generally good with runners in scoring position relative to the rest, but also like at, like batting average is way down or at least was especially like a week ago. It's it's normalized a little bit, but like this season's been super weird in that regard. But also like if you look at it this way, like there's no fans at the games, right? So it's hard to like actually have a a, a rally um, from an emotional standpoint. You know, if you're mm-hmm. watching the game. Like it's the team, it, they're less invested in it. I'm sure it affects them because you could feel it if you're at the stadium and the crowd's either going nuts one way or the other, either for you or against you. You'll you'll feel that. But like when there's nobody in the stands and you're not hitting, like that's a that's a dead atmosphere, man. Like that's that's weird. So like, uh, but the funny part. So Dave Roberts, one of the more like positive people, like. I've ever met, I think, I would when say. I, I, when we, he first hired, I don't know if you remember this, 
I brought up, my only concern was, is Dave Roberts able to get angry? <laughs> Which, you yeah, know, cause... sometimes is a thing that's useful for managers. Cause I, and growing up, Dave Roberts was on the Dodgers, on, on the team that I kind of really got into baseball on. And his, like jumbotron photo was him with this just huge smile right. to the point where my brother and i was smiling dave that's who it was yeah. smiling dave um, so uh, uh, so when this, this is uh pre-game wednesday the dodgers had lost the two straight oh and another thing about you talked about the padres and rockies uh so at the end of play tuesday coming into wednesday dodgers were tied with the padres at 11 and 7 but the padres had won three of five against the dodgers at that point so uh the Dodgers would have been the seven seed in the West because uh, the way the seeding works, it's division winners are one, two, three, second place teams are four, five, six, and then the two best records are seven, eight. Besides that, so, it, so for the first round at that very moment, um, Atlanta had or the Cubs, excuse me, had the best record in the NL. At that very moment, had the playoffs. Uh, we talk about you could never say like if the season ended today. This year, you could probably say that with a, a little more clarity, like because you. At some point, the season might they might just say, you know what, it's anything. <laughs> but like um, at that point, it was it was Dodgers seven seed versus Rockies two seed with all three games potentially at Coors Field, and like <laughs> that's like one of those like shudder down your spine moments. You're like, oh, like how, how would you ever like plan for that? That's weird. Um, but it just was sort of funny. Anyway, so going into the we have daily zoom calls um every team does this but the manager pre-game and post-game and then usually like players mixed in but so for dave roberts post uh, pre-game uh, wednesday he like entered the room uh it just seemed like in a in a short mood like he was in a, in like a, a an, an unpleasant mood and you and you could tell with him like the way he was just sort of uh, just sitting there you know and, like, he was being short with, like, every question. He didn't like a few questions, and he's just like, that's baseball. You know, like, just, like, very, like, like, in your, like, not not being too much of a dick about it, but, like, just being enough. And then, so, I, it was, like, the third or fourth question. I don't remember, but Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register. And, look, they, we all, like, relatively, like, know Dave. Like, it's been a few years we've been around him. They, they kind of know. And there's, like, a good back and forth you a lot of joking sometimes and that's a lot easier to do when you're like in a scrum in the dugout and you're face to face maybe it doesn't translate over zoom you sound a little salty today dave i like salty dave i like good questions bill okay well i'll, I'll try and come up with That'd one be great then. the cliche is like every everyone wants like the manager to go and turn over the table in the, in the clubhouse and just yell and ream people out um, so, but like, I don't know if that's what happened, but like, <laughs> there was like, since then Dodgers are four and uh, they've scored six runs every game at least. And then they've outscored the Padres and angels 30 to 11. Uh, so look, I'm not putting it all on that, on uh, what Plunkett called salty Dave, but like, I thought it was funny. Uh, and it was like, it was just one of those things, but so the Dodgers, as we speak, uh, are 15 and seven they haven't played their sunday game yet but they're 15 and seven with like not really like clicking on all cylinders there um so like seager Corey seager's been great but the three lefties behind him um bellinger max muncie jock peterson are all hitting under 200 underneath today with an ops that begins with a six um muncie another slumper um he got uh he got friday off Mm-hmm. And um, and then he came back Saturday. He had a two-run single. It was his first hit with runners in scoring position this year. It's just been a weird year. Uh, and then later, uh, the Dodgers played another extra inning game Saturday night, and Muncie led off the 10th with a sacrifice fly. <laughs> <laughs> so you start with a runner on second uh, in, in extra innings now. Chris Taylor was that runner last night in the 10th. He stole second uh, during Muncie's at bat. Third. And then – Oh, third. Excuse me. Yeah, and then and then uh, Muncie hit one, almost hit it out. Uh, it was it was very close to hitting it out. It, he could have joined Edwin Rios in the leadoff two run home run club, uh, but instead he got the first leadoff sacrifice fly in Major League history. I thought that was cool. But aside from that, you know, right handed batters Kike, he has a six sixty nine OPS. He played really good defense, but like 
four hits and a home run, drove in four on opening day. He's 11 for 55. That's 200 with one RBI since. Um, uh, Walker Bueller has not really been that good. Like, he's just been kind of uneven. He's he's recorded two outs in the sixth inning uh, in his four starts total. Um, but if you look at it one way, like, he didn't throw much during the downtime. So, like, his start of um, summer camp was, like, the normal start of his spring training. If you look at it in that lens – like right now is basically at the point where spring training would be over, like a normal spring training would be over from that timeline. So like maybe he's he think he's not that far off. It's just like not everything's clicking quite well. Like he went four and two thirds last night, um, gave up five. It was you know it was a struggle. And so like that's the thing. That said, with all those struggles, um, second in the league in runs per game, second in runs allowed. This is in all of baseball. First in home runs. They have a 112 uh, OPS plus, 113 uh, wins uh, WRC plus. They're first in Fangraphs war on offense. They're tied for first in ERA plus, 180, 180 uh, with the Indians. And then they're third in FIP uh, FIP minus. I don't know if you you do you say FIP minus to like w- when it's that part of it? I don't know what. It, anyway, they've been really good. They're first by a mile in run differential. They've outscored their opponents by 55 runs. They're, they're outscoring teams by two and a half runs a game on average. So, like, the next best NL team is the Rockies at plus 19, to give you an idea. And then the Yankees and the Twins are next best in the AL at plus 33. So, like, they're still really good. Like, uh, they've even weathered, like, um, these injuries. Like, Corey Seager, he missed five games. We, he was injured, uh, as we talked last weekend about him. He ended up missing five games with lower back discomfort. Then he homered in his first at-bat back, although he's just one for 14 since returning. Uh, Will Smith, um, neck inflammation. He had a home plate collision two weeks ago against the Padres, uh, and then he, like, was okay with it. He started five of the next eight, but it was still kind of lingering, and then he he felt something like fielding a ball on Wednesday against the Padres, so then he left. They ended up putting him on the DL uh, on Saturday, which meant they called up Cabert Ruiz. Cabert uh, Ruiz. Uh, God, I'm going to butcher that name. I apologize. Um Anyway, um, it's in, I'm in my head about it. And, mm-hmm. um, so they called him up Saturday. Uh, he's making his major league debut today. He's 22. He's catching Dustin May, who's also 22. Uh, he, they, he caught Dustin May 28 times from 2017 to 19 across four minor league levels. Uh, the the AA Tulsa won the um, Texas League Championship. May uh, pitched and won the clincher. And, uh, and Ruiz was behind the plate. So my trivia question, Jacob, for you. Yeah. Uh, Jake, uh, <laughs> Jacob Ruiz is uh, no. uh, <laughs> That's one way to get a run pronouncing it, I guess. That's right. Cabe Ruiz is the sixth youngest Dodgers starting catcher at 22 years and 27 years old today. True. I win. I, dang it. You, I, I thought I would stump you with that one. No, um, yeah, we're going to do a true or false next time. Um, <laughs> how many of the five or young, five younger catchers can Jacob name? Uh, I'm going to set my over under to one and a half. And, Ooh, that, I like it. Uh, I will see. We'll see, and uh, we'll talk about talk about how wrong I was after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Name the five youngest catchers in Dodgers history. So here's the problem. I I can name, oh, this is a, I, I can name young catchers, the sort of Dodgers. And I, I have a list of six or so. But I'm starting to realize that if they're under, like, if they started the career of the Dodgers under you know, 24-ish, um, 
Uh, they're probably on the list. I, I bet one of these I just started older than I thought. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean they're on this list. <laughs> so I have to just name, and I don't know, oh, he was really, really young. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go through, I have, let me count. I have five and a half, five and a half names. Before uh, you, oh, okay. Oh, no, say, before do you, I get a hint? I was going to say, do, do you want a hint before you, you name anything? Uh, let's see if I get any right. <laughs> okay, that's okay. fine. Uh, yeah, I'll do I'll do my three I'll do three guesses, and then if uh I've whiffed a lot, we'll uh we'll break out a hint. Russell Martin. No. Yeah. See, we're already there. Um, uh, Navarro. Yes. Yeah. He's the he was um. He was 21 in 2005. Yeah, and it was this weird and, thing and, where he was younger but started before Martin, and I knew that, and I just couldn't mm-hmm. remember if Martin still got in kind of under the gun, so to speak. So, like, Martin was a little older because played some college uh, before mm-hmm. he was drafted, so that, that usually hurts that kind of thing. But um, So Ruiz is the youngest Dodger sketcher since the owner Navarro. Um, he, and he actually caught uh, 40. He started 49 times. Um, at catcher, uh, uh, before or up to include and including, uh, what, how much, uh, how old Kbert is today. So now we're going to enter the, the, uh, mm-hmm. Jacob names, famous Dodgers that started yep. their career, uh, and pray they started young. Uh, uh, let's start with a couple of Hall of Famers. Roy Campanella. Nope. Okay. He was Negro League catcher for a while. So like. Kind of got hurt on that regard. Sure, Mike Piazza. No, 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 no. He he was junior college when they drafted him in '88. Didn't didn't play till '92, so he yeah. was already like up there. Yep. My my last Jacob names famous catcher in praise, Paul Laduca. God, no! I don't know what how old he was when he started. I thought you were going to go a different direction. This and this was your this is really your only other hope to get a second one. Okay. Thanks, bud. Uh, but <laughs> I love it when you're like name five. You have two hopes. <laughs> I, I, well, I was gonna. I'll give you the hint. Um, okay. Well, no, the, the, the hint was gonna be that one of these is in the Jacob era, and that was Deona Navarro. But uh, there's only one other name who've played when you were alive. <laughs> we're not explicit yet so i'm not gonna make the podcast explicit I, I said, but i'm said, very upset with is this because i got the score wrong is that why no you've... no no <laughs> i said i said i said dick earlier i thought we we're explicit oh um, okay <laughs> so you can tell me to fuck off <laughs> that's not what i was gonna do oh that's invite um, you to eliminate who, who could i have gotten uh do you, okay, you don't have another guess. no i'm tapping uh, out Okay, so the the one I thought you might get when you when you went into the naming famous Dodger catchers mode was Mike Sosha. Sure. Okay. Um, um, and then so he started <laughs> like the one I didn't name. I finally gave up. I went, no, uh-huh. all these guys are starting way older than I thought. I give up. Um, Al Lopez in the in the twenties. <laughs> oh, I was no Al Lopez was on my list. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and again, I just hit this wall. I'm like, I, I again with Piazza and Luduga. I, um, I wasn't sure about Campy. I didn't know how many, t- how long he was in the Negro leagues. Um, but I'm like, I've, I've these guys started older, and I knew, and like I knew that, but I had nothing else to guess. Yeah, uh, and for some reason, I had Al Lopez and Sosha just reversed in my head, as in, so, oh no, they started even older. My favorite part about Al Lopez, so that was not a good Brooklyn team, but and it was the very end of the season. He's only 20. And they bring him up for his major league debut, and it's a double header, and he catches all nineteen innings of, of both games. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to the big leagues, kid. Uh, that and uh, he ended up starting one hundred and fifteen games by the time he's uh, Kbert's age. Uh, Otto Miller, if you've been following along with my nineteen twenty Dodgers weekly reviews, and I mean, look, the I, I know the audience was screaming at their their um, podcast player of choice, Otto Miller, Otto Miller, but like. Uh, yeah, he was one as well. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, but the, the one is sort of the, the most obscure, uh, is the youngest Dodgers catcher, at least in the modern era. I couldn't find anyone in the 1800s. There's no like, um, gate full game logs for like 1900 and, and, uh, older. So like, it's harder to search, but like I went through just looking at the, like the team list 
and I don't think there's anyone younger, but uh, Gilberto Reyes in uh, 1983, he was he uh, he caught eight games before he turned 20, um, and he's the only one I believe under 20 to start at catcher for the Dodgers. But he was he was around for a few years. He played a little bit in '88 on the '88 team. He did not. He was not on the postseason roster, but. Uh, when Mike Sosha, like uh, I built, when he tore his knee up during the series, um, they flew uh, Gil Reyes to Oakland, and the plan was they were waiting on like word from Major League Baseball. I believe the rules were a little different at the time in terms of replacing somebody. You had to get approval, and I believe had the series gone back to Los Angeles, the Dodgers would have been able to take Sosha off and add Gil Reyes as their second catcher. They would have just played Dempsey the last two games anyway, but Reyes almost got on the World Series roster, but the Dodgers were selfish, and they won it in five uh, in Oakland instead. So that's where we're at. I'd like to have you know that Mike Piazza make his, made his debut at 23. So I uh, give me mm. some... You, you acted like <laughs> I was way off there. A late, a late 23. Whatever, I don't care. No. <laughs> That, I'm looking that, the rest that, of these up to make myself feel better. That honestly surprises me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul Leduc is embarrassing. He's 26. Uh, let's see. Wait uh, a minute. No, no. Piazza turned 24 by the time he made his debut. I, I see age 23, and I'm rolling with it. it oh, his age 23 season. I got you. Yep. Yeah. That's so, all that matters. That's, <laughs> I'm looking at baseball reference and going with making. Let me feel better about myself. You know what? I, I'm going to just take. Okay. Wait a second. Oh, you know what? I stand. He was twenty three. He, yes. he 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 was three days shy of his twenty fourth <laughs> birthday. So yes. you yes. Jacob wins. Jacob wins again. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, and oh, speaking of Piazza, full circle. Um, uh, Caber Ruiz is wearing twenty five today. Mm-hmm. Same number Mike Piazza wore in that first September call up in nineteen ninety two. So no pressure, kid. Like. Russell Martin, also 23. Campy, also 26. Yeah. So, uh, look, you did good. You're about to do good with this Dodgers Rewind, and I'm excited to hear it. Because we're back on players I've not heard of. Nice. Um, So, you know, it's always... always try to have a sort of a timely theme with this. And um, three homer games with the Dodgers. That was sort of the thing this week with Mookie Betts. So... The Dodgers have uh, 28 different three-homer games. Uh, that includes the the four-homer games by Gil Hodges and Sean Green. Um, 24 different players. Um, I was going to ask you which players have two three-homer games. Uh, I might still do that, actually. but um, I'll forget you'd said that. I won't start looking no, it up. That's fine. Um, anyway, but 21... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, 18, or, sorry, 21 three-homer games since they moved to Los Angeles. The first one um, to do it uh, as a Los Angeles Dodger was uh, Don Demeter, uh, who was an outfielder. <clears throat> they got him early, in the early 50s. His Sabre bios that he signed for uh, an $800 bonus. I'm not sure. That seems like a decent amount for the time. Like Not, not like a world beater, but anyway... Uh, 1959, uh, Dodgers were playing the Giants, April 21st. He homered off three different relievers uh, in that game. Uh, the first homer was an inside-the-park homer. Uh, and from his Sabre bio, they noted one Los Angeles paper, and it wasn't the Times. Uh, even had a contest to give him a nickname. The winning name, Speed. It was Speed Demeter. So, like, that was that was the – they voted on that, and that's what they came <laughs> up with. And Good so – so he, he's the only Dodger in his three-homer game to have an inside-the-park home run. Um, his last of the three home runs in that game was a walk-off in the 11th. <laughs> he's also the only Dodger to ha- in a three-homer game to have a walk-off. So very unique uh, three-homer game for Demeter. Uh, he was uh, mostly a center fielder throughout his career. He played 11 years in the majors, uh, parts of five years with the Dodgers. Um, he debuted in Brooklyn in 56, although he barely played. He did hit a homer in one of his three at-bats. Um, and then he had like an 85 OPS plus uh, w- with the Dodgers. He was like just okay. But he's also known for like the guy who essentially replaced uh, Duke Snyder in center, even though that's not 
totally accurate. He's he's the guy who played the most defensive innings in center field in 1959. And if you're looking at like a baseball reference page, he's listed as the center fielder in that group, which is fine. But like, it's not like he took over for Duke Snyder. Right. But it ended like 10 straight years of Duke Snyder being the man in center field. And Duke Snyder was still on the team. He just moved to right. So like that, that was a big thing in terms of like symbolic. It's like uh, on a very smaller scale, it's like when Juan Pierre had his like consecutive game streak and it was uh when we were all railing for like Mike uh for Matt Kemp and Andre Ethier to play more but they but they Joe Torre was like kept running Pierre out there but like once he sat him once it's like no more streak and it became a lot easier to keep sitting him at that point so I'm sure it was something like that with um with Duke Snyder but anyway um Demeter he started three of the six games in the 59 World Series he was three for 12 I thought it was weird I couldn't figure out why like or how they did this, but he started um, the three home games. Uh, there was no DH or anything, so I was trying to figure out if like there was gamesmanship or something like that, where like because like they didn't want to lose Snyder as a DH. I don't know what, but it, what, that had nothing to do with it. So I, I can't figure out why he only started at home and didn't start in the three road games. But um, so oh, I forgot to include a picture of this in our in our thing, but it'll be in the show notes. But his 1961 top. Tops card has two pieces of like cartoon art on the on the back, and the note just says he he has played in six different World Series games, which is just the six games he played in. But like, <laughs> there's also a picture. Uh, uh, there's there's six different bats lined up, and he's like, ah, uh, oh God, I don't have it in front of me, but it was it was just like the weirdest. Like, yeah, he just you could just say he played in a World Series. Like it. They made it sound like he he played in a lot more World Series than he actually did. But anyway, it was weird. Um, Demeter, uh, after uh, playing, uh, he was a longtime uh, pastor in Oklahoma City. Now, he's 85, still alive. He's actually pastor emeritus at Grace Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. Um, we go now. there now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can go. You can go visit him. I don't know how often he does sermons. Maybe not that often anymore. But he's still listed on the the, the church's website. I checked it out. Um, back to three homer games for a second. No. Now, <laughs> four, four Dodgers with a three homer game drove in exactly three runs in that game. Uh-huh. So all three were solos. How many can Jacob name? Very few. Yeah, it- you know that's a bad. That, can you name one? Like just. I, and I, I, I'm, so, I'll happily give hints. So we're talking about this, and you mentioned that you might give it uh, uh, before. And I'm, st- I, I can only think of literally one game, and I, I, I that clearly means I'm blanking um, on many more that I'm just my but, brain has locked this but out. But if I know you, you're thinking of the game. Uh, <laughs> the game I am thinking of is Hesop Choi. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Did he? So, was he, he? He had guys on for one of them, didn't he? Nope. Oh, all right. I got one. I got one. Hooray! All, all three. And I just noticed this in the. They don't have this for every game, but they. Uh, baseball reference added like the some weather notes. Ooh. And there's a there's a column for sky, and it says overcast on that day. Against um, the Twins, right? Yep, and they won that game four to three. <laughs> um, uh, what a what a weird thing. Um, I was at that was the because he was on a tear that series, and I was not at that game, but I was at I think it was the game after when he did hit. He had another home run, and it was really, really, really far. And if you can find a clip of it, and you see someone in the uh, pavilion near the home run in a green, bright green shirt, that's me. Ha. Huh. So I think he hit six home runs in three games. It's something like that, yeah. Um, okay, so I am going to. Do you want the other? Do you want the others, or do you want to guess some more? Uh, I, I do not want to guess some more. <laughs> okay, so the others uh, we'll go in chronological. Duke Snyder, uh, nineteen fifty. Might have guessed uh, that. Somewhere. He had four hits that game. Um, uh, Corey Seager, two thousand sixteen. I knew there was a game. I was. I that that's the game. Like in the back of my head, I'm like, there's one really recent, and I just cannot think of it. There's one recenter. Which what is the word? Um, which which I completely forgot about. <laughs> Last September sixth, AJ Pollock uh, against the Giants. I three home runs. I don't. That I am in a new reality. That game did not yeah, occur right. in my. This is like a Berenstein's Bear thing. You are. <laughs> tricked me it, it's 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 berenstain or berenstein <laughs> ruiz that's, that's how 
how are you going to pronounce it? Um, so just okay, just to get the other trivia question out of the way. So, can you name any of the four Dodgers that have multiple three home run games? Nope. What if I gave you a hint and said one of them has a four home run game in that group? Gil Hodges. It's Sean Green. <laughs> <laughs> I was good. I had I had Sean Green backed up. <laughs> yeah, could have let me say. Uh, I could have. Um, the others are Adrian Gonzalez, mm-hmm. um, Corey Seager, uh, which I also forgot that he had two what? home run games. Okay, yeah. I'm a hundred percent in a new reality than I was two days ago. All right, and and the other one's Duke Snyder. Okay. So we mentioned the 2016 game for Seager. I'm just double-checking to see when the other one was because I forgot. I think this thing that I'm learning is that these are sneakily more common <laughs> than maybe yeah. I realize. Well, and then, so I remember, like, the Juan Uribe one, and then, like, I, you, I so, almost You know what I you. wonder? I wonder if we, because this is true of the Hesop Chul game, it's true of the Mookie Betts game, if they hit the they hit the first, the three home runs early you remember a lot because there's that anticipation as they might oh, hit the right. fourth versus right. when it's like they're two for four and they get the bonus one kind of near the end they're like oh it's a three home run game now okay and you move on so Puig, Puig had one uh, a couple years ago and then I believe I can't remember I think he followed it with a two home run game or I don't I don't I don't think that the three home run was the second game but he had I know he had five in two days uh, Justin Turner had one last year which also what like uh, I so I don't really remember that either, um, and I think that was also after like one of his patented like slow home run Aprils because it was May seventh, um, yeah. And then the other Corey Seager one was 2017, by the way. Um, God, I was looking up. Goal. I was surprised that Gil Hodges wasn't on that list, so I googled Gil Hodges three home run in game, and uh, Google decided to interpret that as how many home runs did he have in. Game threes of World Series, apparently. Whoa! And the answer is zero. <laughs> Again, that's uh-huh. Google figuring itself out, so that might not actually be accurate. So that's I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you that at some point this year. And Who holds the record for Game season. Three? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna ask you specifically, Gil Hodges, <laughs> just to see if you remember it. Okay. Oh, All right. You know what it's time for? I know what time it is. Do you? Are you aware? I can't wait. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. With Dins and Craig. We love them. Question the first. Mookie Betts has scored 628 runs in his career, which makes him third behind Charlie Blackman and Mike Trout in most runs scored since Betts' debut in 2014. I do, if that had been your trivia question, I don't think I would have guessed Charlie Blackman. I'm not surprised by it, but I wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have guessed it. I think same, same. Yeah. Uh, the stat update leads to my three peak question, starting with a trivia question for Eric. There's another. There's two trivia questions for you. Craig, Craig's got my back. He's tired of me embarrassing myself. Yeah. All right, you ready? Except you get the whole, you get these right a lot of time. So first, first of those, only three players have scored more than 800 runs in their LA Dodger careers. Can you name them? And I've got a hint if you need it. So I have an a rough idea. Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, so Willie Davis yep. is one, and he, man, I think I ha- I almost have to say Bill Russell because he played eighteen years. But you would have to be wrong. Okay, and then um, I'm just trying to think of like. Yeah, this is a tough one. Like, so the infield was eight and a half years. Garvey had like the most counting stats like of that crew. He was he played till end of eighty two, nine years. I don't think he scored enough to get eight hundred, but I'm probably wrong. Um, and then in terms of like, ugh, this is why is this stumping me? And so, and then if you look at Kemp, he wasn't here long enough. Um, I'm, uh, let's say gonna stick with, um, I'll, I'll just say Garvey. 852. Nope. I locked you in for you. You got it. Okay, good. Uh, wait, no, 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 just kidding. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, the other one trying to figure out none of them. Uh, let's see. Um, 
I don't know if he played long enough, but Maury Wills? Yep, there you go. It is, okay. Yeah. Wow, all right. Yeah. I guess he had 130 that one year, so like that's that'll get you there. The second question, to show you the difference in offenses, from 1947 to 1957, five Brooklyn Dodgers scored more than 800 runs. Can Eric name them? Uh, and the, I'm going to give you a hint to go with two are not Hall of Fame players. Okay, so you got to go Jackie and Duke Snyder. They were full-timers. Yep. Um, Jackie wasn't in 57, but he played enough. Um, B- both correct. Uh, Duke 994, Jackie Robinson 947. That's a lot of runs. That's a lot. Um, and then I'm trying to think. Um, so, like, Gil Hodges didn't make the Hall of Fame. But he played every day. Not the fastest, but I'm gonna excuse me, I'm gonna name him. Nine hundred and sixteen. My my backup hint to you was like name famous who's like the yeah. most famous non Hall of Fame Dodger. <laughs> so I, I also have to say, even though he was a catcher, just given the length of this time, I'm gonna say Roy Campanella. Uh no. Okay, he didn't make it. Dang. Um Okay, so... Oh, a reminder, oh, you have oh, a Hall of Famer <laughs> to name. Yeah, you're right. That, uh, that's sort of why I defaulted. I'm like, oh, yeah, they had the... You mean the Hall of Famer who batted leadoff every game for that team? <laughs> okay, how about Pee Wee Reese? There you um, go. <laughs> so, uh, and then, so the two that... Oh, okay, the other one that's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, I would say Carl Farillo. You got it. Well done. Nice. I would have gotten I, an embarrassing low number of those. I, I think I would have gotten the famous Brooklyn players. I wasn't going to get Carl for real. Uh, for both of us, not a trivia question, thank God. Uh, for both of you, do you think Betts has a chance to score over 800 runs in his Dodger career? So, the committed the cardinal sin when Matt Kemp signed his eight-year, $160 million contract to write a post, basically outlining what he needed to do to break every Dodger record, mm-hmm. uh, like career record, because uh, that was obviously going to happen. Um, so I'm look that said 12 and 12 years and a month, uh, is, is enough time to score 800 runs, even if he's not here that whole time. So I'm going to say, of course he, well, of course he has a chance. And, but I, I think it's, it's more than likely, well, more than likely that he does. So in fact, like, uh, he's getting to a thousand. Whoa. That's exciting. Whew. We've got we've got we've got more questions here, but I know we yeah. talked about it already. It is strange thinking Mookie bets like this is like the the opposite of the Piazza feeling, right? We oh, have like, like a Hall of Famer who might go in as a Dodger, despite with after, you know we only have like the twenty or so games with him. Uh, it, it's just it's this weird. Huh? We we acquired and extended for a very long time a really really good player. Um, it just so <laughs> you, many Dodgers are are gr- great Dodgers, or either came from the far system, or were like the scrap heaps <laughs> that uh, resurrected into to good players. So having this uh, for more than a year or two is it's been it's, it's it's a weird feeling. It's it's exciting. When you first said reverse Piazza, I was th- the my my scope for that was like that worry that. They're not going to be able to sign him as a free agent, and they obviously they traded Piazza because of that. But like that was obviously lifted with the contract. So like I, that's where I thought you were going with that. Like the the like where we're at right now of the there's no oh man what if Betts leaves you know like the, there's none of that. So but so in, I guess in two ways he's the reverse Piazza. Yeah, uh, this is how some this is how Yankees fans feel all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question. It's for me. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Jacob, I have to think your love of research and gear went into hyperdrive when it came to gear for you and your wives. My wife. Uh, new child. I was wondering what baby carrier you ended up with, uh, though I know it may be too early for your child to use it. Note, I am not talking about a stroller, as that answer uh, could probably take the entire podcast. Uh, luckily, the the New York Times's The Wire Cutter had infinite recommendations for all the baby gear and i didn't have to fight like i only get it only gets tough when they don't have a category that i'm looking for because i tend to just kind of 
either I don't necessarily always get their pick, but I trust their research and I make the pick rather easily, which was the case for the stroller. Um, and I think it was the case for the sort of more uh, heavy-duty baby carrier, but we actually don't have it yet. Uh, it's still on the registry, um, uh, which, and because of, like Craig said, we actually aren't planning on using it. We will plan on using the stroller. Uh, Craig, Craig on the ball here. <laughs> um, hmm. For most of those outgoings. And for home, we have, um, uh, I forget the, the name brand, because we do not have the the name brand um but it's a it's more of a baby wrap it's a lawn uh ergo i think is the name brand uh, i think mine is a boba i think that's right um it's basically a lawn piece of stretchy cl- uh, cloth that you l- wrap around you in a really weird way to hold the baby in um and the that works well for like when you're just carrying a baby around for chores and stuff and we have used that um uh, Eleanor is not uh, the biggest fan <laughs> of it, uh, but yeah. if she's a crying mess, then that's what she gets. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's that. Lots of other baby gear. Uh, I, I, yeah. If anyone, any listeners, is, needs advice, I have. I think we like almost everything we bought, but there's a few things we uh, we wouldn't buy again. Just we're not using it at all. So. When you guys have your second, third, and fourth children, oh, um, you can. How do people can, have like, more than make... one kid? <laughs> I, I, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> almost yeah. every parent, everyone older than me, uh, you know, I, I, I have very few um, only child friends, a few for sure, but mm-hmm. I have so many more uh, um, with larger families. I have no idea how they did that. I suppose, you know, uh, the ability to earn more buying power in a single job helped a lot, but. Uh, yeah. That's not exclusively it. I have a lot of respect for uh, my parents, any parent that actually did that. Yeah. So, yeah, you were saying, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, that, I was just, that was kind of Oh, I'm it, ready like, to go, yeah. Yeah, All right. I'm sorry. Um, okay, it's it's time for me to try this. Assuming that Kybert Ruiz makes a start today, how'd I do? It's fine. <laughs> like, I, I, like, so, the I was talking about this, the, the Dodgers sound like a... Pronunciation guide. Um, you got in my and, head now, right? That's that's where I'm at. So, in February, they sent out a guide with like the the proper like accent marks and some pronunciations for players. And for for it, for his, for the Dodgers catcher, um, it it says uh, K E Y in all caps as the accented syllable, and then B E R T. So, I but if it's Kbert, you wouldn't you wouldn't you use an A? So. That's my confusion, because that to me reads as Kiebert. and um, but pretty much what Dave Roberts has said when he's mentioned him is Kbert, which I think is right. So who knows? We're gonna go with Kbert like, until someone tells us otherwise. Yeah, and that's fine. And like we're recording this before the game Sunday. I'm sure Joe Davis and Alana and Oral Hershiser they'll be a little more clued in, and we'll talk to to Kbert uh, later this week, I think, to, you know, clear clear up one way or the other. So I, I'm sure it'll come out this week, but this, this, that's where we're at sort of right now. Um, I just, so that, that's why I'm like in my head about it, which is which Yeah, is you got it in my head. <laughs> but, but also, yeah. uh, the assuming part, he is starting today. So like that, that is, that's a thing, even though technically the game hasn't started yet. Yeah, he is starting yeah. Today, so. so I'm going to knock on wood and still say, assuming Kbert Rees makes his start today, He'd be the fourth of the top five Baseball America Dodger prospects playing on the 2020 Dodgers. And yet, with the halfway point of the season approaching, no real sign the Dodgers' number one prospect, Gavin Lux, will be playing for the Los An- for the Dodgers. Huh. For the bet trackers, simply, will Lux play this year for the Dodgers? And if so, whose playing time will get most affected by his call-up? Yes. Oh, and... interesting. I was gonna, I'm going, I was going to go the opposite way. So I and I think uh, he's going to eat more into Kike's time. Th- that is, <laughs> we're okay. We're in agreement for the second half. Um, and mm-hmm. I, how he gets called up, I think, is if um, Kike continues to struggle a little bit. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Uh, question four. I've p- been pleasantly surprised on both how the broadcasters are doing when calling games via monitors and the crowd noise. 
outside of the occasional explicitive being picked up, uh, maybe more than explicitive, and Joe Davis <laughs> has been great on those, uh, by field microphones, what are your thoughts about this aspect of 2020 baseball? Note, I don't particularly think we need either Take Me Out to the Ball Game or God Bless America in the seventh break right now. Or the national anthem before the game if there's no no, stand, no fans, but whatever. Uh, that's another probably another topic, but... Yeah, um, I I sort of it is weird. There's it, like when the you can hear stuff, which is kind of cool. But then like there there are a lot of <laughs> f bombs and like just Ooh. like Walker Bueller started last. Yeah, the, then Joe Joe Davis' reaction to him has been pretty great. It's like he's just like either that or, or or like sorry about that, folks. You know, or like uh, man, I forgot who it was last week. Um, was it the Mets? It was either Mets or Yankees, I think. And they, they were like, on the brackets, they're like, oh, no, the FCC is going to get us or something. <laughs> I think that's what they said, like, as someone yelled. But, like, that's part, that part's kind of weird. Um, like, I I think um, a lot of announcers, they're, they're, Joe Davis especially, and Oral Hershiser, like, I sometimes forget that they're not at the game. Like, they're, the Dodgers are in Anaheim uh, this weekend. They've been on the road um Previously, and the Dodgers, they call their games from the Dodger Stadium. Every team is calling it from home or, like, somewhere in the home city. They are not; they don't travel. So, um, it's weird, And but a lot of times you don't really – you don't really notice. And, like, that's a testament to how good a lot of these broadcasters are. But – so that, that's been I, – I thought that would be more of a slip-up in that regard, but I haven't noticed it yet. Um so like that's good on them, um, but yeah, like other than that, like it's just it's just one of those. I think it's the crowd noise thing. Um, that's hard to get used to too. But like other than that, like it's been it's been like a pleasant surprise of how like sort of seamless it's been. Yeah, that that'll be a if we ever have a down week in news, uh, a fun episode to do is the maybe just save it for the off season is like what rule change like rate the rule changes uh, or just the atmosphere changes and would you carry any of them over obviously we're hoping fans actually make it back but we'll uh we'll do a nice mid-season review uh on all of those i like it final question for the meal service i regularly volunteer at in hollywood i've been able to try various sauces and marinades to use on a certain national fast food restaurants breaded chicken um, uh, that have been donated so if given a choice and this really is like what is your favorite mcnugget sauce question though that this chicken is not from mcdonald's do you like teriyaki, traditional barbecue, Asian chili spice, buffalo wing style, or do you have another suggestion? Now, I'm wondering, I don't know if this matters. Is this, I mean, I guess he's he's thinking of it like as a McNugget, um, like, uh, like an actual dipping thing, mm-hmm. or is it more like, um, I guess the size of the chicken, it seems to matter in this case to me. I, I'm just trying to think of how it's prepared. Like I, uh, I am my, assuming yeah. uh, if you're given a plate of a mix of smaller yeah. nugget size and strips, but they're all breaded, and then yeah. you're given a side of a sauce or two. Oh, a side. Okay, and then yeah. that you could oh, yourself. It could be like tossed in the sauce or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you theory, could do that right? yourself. but So my default on this is probably is. Pr- Probably buffalo sauce, buffalo wing sauce, mm-hmm. <laughs> buffalo sauce. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be a weird, weird taste. Um, Asian chili spice always good as well. Uh, I'm not sure if it, it's the perfect thing uh, by itself for this, um, but like I, I would probably default to buffalo wing. But like I don't know. I, I, I'll try just about anything uh, on there. But yeah, I don't know. What, what about you? Uh, this is a thing where back when I lived. In LA, the answer would always be um, buffalo plus ranch. Gotta have, a, gotta have both. Oh, okay. Um, can't I can't do just buffalo? It's it's too just spice, too single note. Um, but now that I live out here, I think it's an equal measure of that, along with um, a good barbecue sauce. Yeah, I would say that that that's pretty solid. Because again, it, it's one of those like you're that's going to be great no matter what. Like so, like you're 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 okay. Um, in terms of actual like buffalo wing sauce, um, buffalo wild wings, I think I think my favorite buffalo wing sauce is their spicy garlic. Uh, it's not super hot, but it's hot enough. 
uh, but it's really flavorful. And I've been like leaning toward that more in terms of that. I don't really eat at Buffalo Wild Wings that often. Um, I've never liked their been. wings. I actually don't mind yeah. like their burgers. I actually really like their fries. Um, yeah. But their hot is not is is just a just a hair too hot for me to eat a lot. I, their their same. sauce is also just like a little too syrupy and and texture. They're not vinegary enough for me. Um, like they're not they're not syrupy, but like they're not. I like mine very very vinegary, uh, very uh, uh, wet. So so I I like uh, of the national like chains. Um, Wingstop, I think, has better the, wings. The, they're, I, I, I think Wingstop is uh, a treasure. <laughs> yeah. I think and, they're a national and, chain. They're just extremely high quality. And I, I like their Atomic. I think that's their hottest one. I believe and that's it's, correct. And, it, and, and it's not like, it's not burn your face off. No, uh, I still uh, usually, burn, I burn get your, hot or Cajun yeah. from them most uh, of the time. Yeah, that, that's solid. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm on board with, with all that. Um, God, I want wings but, now. I know it's actually safe here. We're going to stop now and uh, go order some wings. Uh, but thanks for listening, everybody. Good luck. Uh, you'll have already seen uh, Caber Ruiz, and you'll have a better idea of how to pronounce it than I do. Uh, you'll see his Major League debut, but uh, we'll talk about it next week, I'm sure. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you later. Bye.